Hey, good morning, everyone. How did you like doing worship at the beginning? That was cool. Hey, so we have a really awesome morning um, that's going to that's gonna be unleashed this morning. Who was here last night to hear Clay speak? Man, I didn't even have to ask what you guys think. You just can't help hoop and hollering. Seriously, we have a really tr- uh, special truth us this morning and Clay being here. Um, I'm going to introduce him in just a moment, but first I want to let you guys know about a couple of things going on around here at Northwest. If we've never met before, my name is Wilson. I'm one of the young adult pastors, the lead house group and a school of kingdom ministry and a couple other things of the church. And I just want to say whether this is your first time or thousandth time, I'm really happy that you're here. I'm really happy you're here this morning and we believe you're going to encounter and experience the life changing love of God. So we're just so thankful that you guys are here with us this morning. If it is your first time, we have a gift for you. Um, if you'd make your way into the atrium after the service, that's where like all the coffee is and stuff. Uh, there's a little connect booth. There's a little connect center. And we have a gift for you there, um, a free worship CD, as well as a little Starbucks gift card. Now it's the honor system, all right? So if you've got one of those before, I know Starbucks is kind of like crack. And you're like really tempted right now to go say it's your first time and get one. But um, if it's your first time, we got a Starbucks gift card for you just to say we're really happy that you're here. We also would really appreciate it if you'd fill out a connect card. The connect cards are in the seat back pockets in front of you. And that just helps us get to know you a little bit better, how we can serve you and just just to know who's coming through. So, all right. If you got one of these as you came in, you can grab that. I'm going to just highlight two things in here. The first being hyperdrive. Hyperdrive is a class we're doing for the first time um, this summer. We're going to do it June 5th and, or no, June 28th and July 5th from 6.30 to 9 p.m. This class is, is new and we created it because we've seen a lot of new faces lately. And we really want to welcome anybody to get a part of the mission and vision of this church as quick as possible. So what this class is like is um, it's a combination of Vineyard 101, which is like our membership class, kind of tells you what we're all about here, the history of this church, history of the vineyard a little bit, um, our church's vision and mission, which our, our vision is to be a culture that welcomes heaven to earth. And our mission is to raise up world-changing kingdom leaders because we believe everyone in the seats here is a leader and that um, you have untapped potential. And some of, you, some of you guys have tapped into your potential. We just want to bless that. And some of you haven't tapped into that potential of leadership, and we want to bless you there. So um, that's the first half of the class. The second half of the class is the five-step prayer model which is really the basis for um, Holy Spirit ministry and for praying for others, which is another thing. We just believe that everyone that is um, a Christian is called to do and, and able to do. So sign up for this class online, through the app, your Connect card. Um, find a way to get there. We'd really love to see you, okay? Second thing, I just want to highlight um, a ministry of the church really quick, Healing on the Streets. We affectionately call it HOTS. But we started Healing on the Streets last spring down in Over the Rhine. And what Healing on the Streets is, is an um, evangelistic outreach that's really meant to just serve the community. You know, there's so many different ways that we can serve others. And one of those is by offering the, pr- the power of God to pray for others, for them to be healed. So we set up in the mall every single Saturday from 12 to 2. We got a really awesome connection that let us come into the mall. And every, every Saturday from 12 to 2, we're in the mall. We set out a couple, different, a couple chairs and then have a banner that says healing. And people come down and sit down. And every week, people are getting healed and saved and just coming to know Jesus and coming to know how good he is. So 
If you'd like to even get involved with that ministry, take Hyperdrive. If you go through Hyperdrive, that, that'll be the first box you need to check to get involved with HOTS. And you can actually begin serving on a HOTS team if you go through Hyperdrive. There's some other training required after you go through Hyperdrive. But if you do Hyperdrive, you can get involved with Heal on the Streets. So um, I'd encourage you to be there for that. All right. What we're going to do now is receive the offering. You can uh, make checks payable to Vineyard Northwest. You can give or you can give through the app. And if you miss the basket, so yeah, ushers, come on down to the front. Um, if you miss the basket as it comes by, there's two giving boxes in the back that you can drop your offering in. So I'm just going to say a quick prayer, then we'll receive that. And I just want to say, this is such a generous church. I'm seriously so lucky to be part of a generous body of believers. And um, yeah, just thankful. I just pray that God blesses your finances. I pray to God that you would, um, yeah, give, give breakthrough to people, just people who are stuck in debt, Lord, that you would just pour out blessing on them to help them steward their money, help them get out of that place. Uh, we just pray your mercy on hospital bills, on um, house payments, on tuition. And we just thank you that you're a provider. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Some of you guys already got the offering. Everyone else can go ahead and receive it. Yeah, the baskets are the, on the left. Sorry, I didn't tell you this. The baskets are on the left, furthest left chair on the aisle. So if you're the furthest left person in your aisle, if you could just reach down and grab the basket and pass it down, that'd be great. But all right. So like I said, we have a special treat this morning. Clay Harrington in the house. He brought a team with him. He brought two awesome individuals. One of them is his intern. Another is a good friend, Aaron and Musa. Will you guys just stand up? Let's just give a hand for Aaron and Musa. Aaron and Musa are amazing. Um, yeah, you guys can sit down. So thankful to have you guys here. Thanks for coming with Clay and blessing us and serving us in this way. But I just want to say this about Clay, okay? He's a super gifted dude. Really gifted. I mean, he, he's led hundreds, if not thousands of people to Christ in the streets. So I would just say... Get, get ready, like open your heart for that. Open your heart to grow in evangelism and sharing God's love with the lost. That's something that all of us should be, that all of us should be taking our next step in and growing in. And so this morning, as you hear him, just say, God, I, I receive the grace you put on his life. Let me be more like Jesus in the way that Clay is more like Jesus. But on top of that, what I love about Clay is he's not just gifted. He's a really, really good dude. Okay. He is a really honoring guy. I've known Clay since 2014 and the kind of weird thing is like from the first time I met him to how I know him now, it's not like I've had to earn his love or earn his honor, or earn his respect. From the first time I met him, he kind of was like, hey, what's up, man? And totally just pulled me in, honored me, loved me, took me out. And we prayed for people together in the mall in Champagne. And I appreciate that so much, man. But that, that's what's cool about this guy. He's the real deal. Up here, there, at home, wherever he is, he's, he's wanting to honor people and love people. So let's just stand to our feet and honor Clay and welcome him here. Thank you, Clay. Yeah. Okay. What's going on, Vineyard Northwest? I'm among tribe out here because, you know, when I uh, see you guys from afar out in Urbana, I'm hearing and, and, and sensing a lot of great things that you guys are doing. It's amazing to be here actually speaking at this church. I felt fi like family from day one. Van and Lori Cochran, you guys are amazing. I, I just bless you guys. And then also Wilson and the team. You guys have amazing leaders out here. You guys are in good hands out here. For real. For real, for real. 
I mean, I can go on and on and on about them alone, you know, but we got to go ahead. And I know I know I got like about 40 minutes, right, Van? All right, I'm going to have to move. I have to move it. But um, but, you know, my 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 name is Clay, like the potter. Um, I'm excited, excited to be here thoroughly. I'm an evangelism pastor at the uh, the Vineyard Church in Urbana. Um, we call it Vineyard Church, of, Vineyard Church of Central Illinois because we have a lot of sites, multi-sites out there in Central Illinois. And uh, I work as just, you know, just leading up directives in terms of outreaches and, and getting the church out to church, doing HOTS. Who's a part of HOTS? Who's on the HOTS team? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to you guys. You guys are amazing. Keep going out. Keep going strong. Um, we saw a healing yesterday, right? We saw a few healings yesterday, right? There was a guy that's back that was completely healed. He couldn't believe it. There was a guy that came to Jesus. We were on our way out. You know, we saw him and, he, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop and just speak to him. And, you know, he gave his life, to, he gave his heart to, to the Lord. I hope he comes through today. Um, and, you know, it's, it's so many things are going on. It's fun to partner with the kingdom, isn't it? It's fun to partner with the kingdom. I mean, everybody gets to play. Everybody should be playing. If you're not in the game, then get in the game like EA Sports. Get in the game and see how fun this thing is because this is the real deal. I mean, and, and, and Wilson and, and Van and Lori and, and Luke and, and all these guys, all these leaders that are actually trying to galvanize and mobilize to get out on the streets. Y'all don't understand what you have here because like I said last night, we, I believe you guys are keepers of the flame here in this region. You are keepers of the flame. You're an epicenter for the Holy Spirit. I spoke that last night. If you guys have that recorded, you guys can check that out. But um, anyways, I, uh, I do part-time pastoring at Urbana. But then the other half of the time, I do clay of God, which is when I go out to the, um, to the churches and speak. And, and I, I get to equip and I get to uh, advance the kingdom in ways that the Lord would like for me to advance. And it's been amazing. It's been fun. I have some product at the product table. If you want to go check it out, there's a identity teaching by my friend Putty Putman. Who's heard of him? Putty Putman is a man. He's a man. He's a great teacher. He, he sits in the office of a teacher out back home. And man, he's amazing. He has probably some of the best identity teachings that you guys can get um, uh, out now, um, bar none. So if you want to go holler at the table, you can go grab identity teaching. There's a, a teaching that I have as well, a few teachings that I have that I sell in a five-pack DVD set. And then also, um, uh, I have movies. Uh, who knows Robbie Dawkins? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, whoo, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, well, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie's the man. He's like a big bro to me. And uh, he is in a few movies, Darren Wilson. Who's heard Darren Wilson? Yeah, yeah. Um, there are some movies um, that I'm selling as well, too. Not the ones on Netflix, though. You can, see, you can get a lot of those movies on Netflix. I'd, I'd actually recommend if you have Netflix, go check it out um, and, uh, because it is inspirational. But uh, I have the Holy Spirit Reborn um, that I'm selling there on the table. So, um, yeah, it's all good. And I have a lovely family. My wife named Regina, and I have two sets of boy-girl twins. They should be coming up here pretty soon. There they go. Yeah. The first set is, we call them the A set because it's Siah and Odessa are their names. The, the second set is the E set. We call them the E set because they're Elias and Amelia. And if we had a third set, it would have been the I set, you know, keeping it real with the vowels and all that. You know, you know. You know, uh, the first set was born Mother's Day weekend. The second set was born Father's Day weekend. Both sets were a minute apart. The boy was born before, a minute before the girl, both times. I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, God, you took the double-double portion request seriously, really? Okay. <laughs> Playing games with me. You know, our God is a good God, though. 
You know, I mean, he, he blessed me abundantly, but it's worked for them blessings too. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you, if you get blessed more than, uh, than above and beyond, then you got to work for after. And I'm in the middle of potty training right now. Okay. Listen, potty training twins ain't no joke. Okay. <laughs> got pee stains all on the carpet. I'm like, ah, okay. But you know, it's all good. It's all good. I love it. I love it. Um, so, you know, so my family is, uh, that's there and dear to my heart. You know, first and foremost, though, I'm a son. First and foremost, I'm a son. The son, being that I'm a son, everything else flows from that, my identity in Jesus. You know, it makes me a better father. It makes me a better husband. It makes me a better pastor. It makes me a better, a better evangelist. Whatever the title I get, it makes me better because I understand my identity as a son. But today I want to talk about our father and how good he is. He's a good, good father. He's too good for just one good, right? You know what I mean? He's a good, good father. He's a good papa. Who lavishly wants to love us. And today I want to talk about how good our Papa God is. Are y'all down with that? Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I, I, I just want to bless your holy name. I thank you. We worship you. Thank you for being good all the time and all the time being good. Have your way in this place today. Holy Spirit, be unleashed in such a way that it takes us on a new journey with you. In Jesus' name. In Luke 15, if you want to turn there with me in your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, you have your Bibles on your phone or whatever, you can click there. Luke 15, there's all these parables that, that, that Jesus tells. Man, Jesus was the bomb storyteller, wasn't he? You know what I mean? He was like the best storyteller ever. He was a parable. He'd blow Ted Talks out the water, right? And the first story he told was the story of the lost sheep. Story of the lost sheep. But as y'all know, yeah, now I got some scholars in the house right now. Y'all know that parable wasn't about no lost sheep. As it was for the the father's commitment to go after that one person that goes astray. And the second parable is about the parable of the lost coin. But we know it ain't about lost money. As it is for the father's heart. And how much he rejoices when one sinner repents. How much there's a house party in heaven when one person makes a U-turn and comes back home. And I'm thinking about this as as I'm thinking and reading the scriptures and I'm like, man, Jesus, you're just an awesome storyteller. But I see something else. I see that every time Jesus told a story, he was always reflecting and redirecting people to the true heart of the father. And I'm like, man, Jesus, am I doing that in my life? Am I redirecting and reflecting people to the heart of the father with everything that I do, everything I say and everything I am? Then I see this, uh, this third parable and I'm like, man, this third parable is the bomb because this third parable is what I can really truly relate to. It's the parable of the lost son, better known as the prodigal son. But we know this is not a parable of a lost son. Come on, man. We know this is not a parable of a prodigal, but the, the father and his gracious, loving father, a gracious, loving father who's about radical forgiveness. Who's about radical forgiveness. And the story, he, it opens up with, with a rich father who has a massive, wealthy estate. I mean, this guy is just wealthy, right? And he wants to give his sons an inheritance. Two sons. 
And we're not talking about just a few measly thousand dollars. I'm talking about Fortune 500 wealth, right? He wants to give this Fortune 500 wealth to his sons. And one day he calls his sons. He's like, hey, guys, come on over here real quick. They're probably in middle school, right? He's like, come over here. I want to talk to you all real quick. Hey, hey, you know what? One day, everything that I own is going to be yours. And like, what? So, yeah, look, look to the east. Look to the west. Look to the north. Look to the south. Where you see the sun set, where you see the sun rise, all this stuff is going to be yours. And the kids are like, oh, wow, what? Are you kidding me? This is amazing, amazing, amazing. And the kids are like getting all giddy and everything like this is my, this is mine. This is crazy. It's like, why are you doing this, pops? Because listen, the reason why I'm doing this is because you're my sons, with whom I love. No reason. You're my sons. I'm like, oh, man, they're doing a happy dance, clicking the heels and all that, right? And they grow older. They grow older. And, you know, they're in high school. You know, the younger son's a senior in high school, come of age. And the older son's probably someone doing in co- something uh, somewhere in college. And eventually, the younger son, his heart grows hard. His heart grows callous. It's like, you know what? This is, I have an inheritance that I could just cash out right now. I'm just going to go live for me. I see my friends doing their thing. I'm seeing in the world. It's, it's all nice. If I can just go out and do me, I'm going to go to my pops and I'm going to keep it real with them. And I'm going to let him know that I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the nonsense. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of being in the house. I'm tired of living under the strict rules. You know what? This is all lame to me. It's my money and I want to cash out right now. What? I'm going to go to my pops and I'm talk to him. And the pops is like, nah, son, what, what are you doing? I, I love you. Don't, don't do this. Don't, don't do this. It's like, no, pops. You know what? It's my money. I want it now. I want it my way. I want to live for me. I'm out. Deuces. And you know what? I can't even judge. I can't even judge a prodigal because that was me all day. That was me. See, back in the day, I was a drug baby. Mama drugged me to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time she went to church in every way. Y'all listen, listen, I was out there. If she was in church, I was there. Okay. You know, all day, every day, you know, and I'm talking about real church. I'm talking about eight in the morning to like two o'clock in the afternoon. All right. Y'all, y'all, y'all know. Yeah. Listen, listen, I was out there. All right. I knew. What Jesus, I knew who Jesus was. I knew the stories of Jesus. I heard the accounts. I knew the stories. I mean, I could probably quote the stories. And I knew all the, the things about Jesus in my head. In my head, it, it was all there. But it didn't make that registration to my heart. It didn't make that transportation to my heart. Like I knew who Jesus was. I knew all the doctrines and all this stuff. I knew the songs. You know what I mean? I knew the Bible school verses. I knew what it was like to go to youth groups. I've been in all that. But it didn't make the transition from here to here. I remember, man, one of my first loves growing up back in the day was my love for hip hop. I love hip hop. I still do love hip hop. I remember getting my first hip hop tape, my first rap tape. Yeah, I said tape. Yeah, you, some of y'all don't even know idea what I'm talking about. All right. So I bought exhibit A for y'all. Okay. Rap tape. This is the rap tape. This is the tape. Okay. Dan and Lori, y'all know what time it is. So, so like, you know, let me tell y'all real quick to y'all young whippersnappers out there. This is side A and this is side B to this thing. 
okay? And when you listen to the music, you listen to the music on the film right here, okay? Right here. And you put this thing in a box, in a boom box, you know, and put it in, you put it in. I want to try, I wonder if somebody can like actually put a tape that's under 20 years old, put a tape in a Walkman for me. I don't know. I, that's probably something that you can, you can try out right there, Wilson. Anyway. Remember my, my Houdini back in black tape your boy got back in the day for Christmas. I was like, oh, 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 let's go. I pumped that thing all day. I'm like, yeah, let's go. And then, y'all listen, your parents, my parents broke down and got your boy a boom box. Okay, for sure, a boom box. And it wasn't like a regular, just a little, it was the real deal. It was, I had two speakers. It had double tape deck in there. It had the equalizers, nice equalizer going on. And then, and then, because, you know, there was a little static. So you had the static, you silence that static, you know. And then... Then the, the, the feature that set it off was the auto reverse. Okay, remember that? Remember that auto reverse? You put the thing in, instead of taking it out and then flipping it and turning around, it's too much work for your boy, you know? You know, let's put it in and keep it in. And then when you play, and then at the end of that thing, the soft click, click, and then goes to the other side. I'm like, yeah, boy, let's go all day. Y'all know us. Yeah. Come on. So y'all look at me like, dang, what, what's wrong with him? Man, going back in memory lane. And I remember, man, we, well, I had my Houdini back in black in my boom box. I had to take my dog out for, I, I, I was wanting to take my dog for a walk then, you know what I'm saying? Because I wanted everybody in the neighborhood to hear what I was playing in my boom box. You know, I was too cool to put it on the shoulder, but I had it on the side. It ate, ate your D batteries up, though. But I didn't care. I didn't care. You know, I got, you know, I, I, had, my, I had my stroll on, you know, not too fast, not too slow. You know what I'm saying? I had my J's, you know, yeah, back in the day, J's were popular. You know, J's. I had my J's on. I had my, my jumpsuit on. I was like, yo, I was strolling in the hood. Like what? Like nobody's business. Pumping my Houdini back in black. And my swag meter was on full alert. Full alert. Full alert. No one could tell me nothing. I had so many good memories of hip hop. So many. But the downside is how it turned me to a fiend. I didn't want to admit it at the time though. You know what I mean? My mom was like, yo, Clay, you, the lyrics are going to brainwash you. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. It don't have no effect on me. Mom, I'm good. I'm good. I could pump the NWA because that's what I got. The, the more the lyrics got vile and foul and vulgar and crazy. And it took me to places. It had me, it had me doing things. It had me worshiping things I didn't need to worship. It had me you know, lusting after people I didn't need to lust after. It had me doing things like, like wanting to go to parties, wanting to do the drugs, wanting to be with, do things and, do, and be with people I had no business doing and being with. I rebelled against authority in the grades, took a beating. Eventually, I thought my parents were lame because they had me coming in at curfew when everybody else would go out and party. And I was like, man, this is whack. This is not cool. I want to get out. As soon as I leave this house for college, I'm going to go out and do me. Forget this Jesus stuff. Forget that this is like Jesus is lame. He's not relevant. I want to do me and do it now and do it now. And the disclaimer of this is this. I still love hip hop to this day. I just love the hip hop that glorifies Jesus. There's a lot of hip-hop out there, y'all. And the hip-hop that glorifies Jesus all day. Come on, let's pump it in the ride and all that. I, I, I'm good with it. But, man, the stuff that glorifies Satan, ah, the stuff that glorifies hell, yeah, I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I can't be with it. I'm not down with that. Not down with that. And see, the prodigal wanted to have his ways too. He's like, you know what, mama? I mean, you know what, daddy? Give me my money. Give me my cash. Give me everything. And I'm going to go. And I'm going to live for me. And what happened? He went off to a far-off place, Right? He went to a far off place. 
It's funny how when we want to do things for us in secret, in the dark, we want to get as far away from the light as possible. I wanted to get as far away from my parents as possible. I wanted to go and, and, and take care of my business as far away as possible. And in this story, we see the prodigal, he's wilding out his sin too. He's wilding out. He's living lavish. He's doing everything. I'm sure he's throwing the major parties. I'm sure he's, he's, got, he's, he's got major banks. So he's, he is the life of the party. But as soon as his funds dry up, as, as soon as his resources are depleted, as soon as everything is gone, the, the hero soon becomes zero. You know, the, 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 the coolest soon becomes the foolish. And it goes from bad to worse. Everybody leaves. It's like, you know, you don't have no money. All right, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Everybody's leaving, departing him. He's all alone. He don't have nothing no more. And then it goes back from bad to worse. They have, there's a famine that strikes, a famine. There ain't no food. There ain't no water. Oh, everything's gone. And this guy has no cash. He's hungry. He's, he needs to support himself. And then what does he do? He has to go out and get a J-O-B, right? He's got to get a job. He's got to, get, he's got to do something. What's he doing? He goes to a pig farmer. He goes to a pig farmer and, and gets a job feeding pigs. And he's looking at these pods. I'm sure he's looking at the pods like, oh, my goodness. I'm feeding these pigs who look more chunky than I do. I can see my ribs for the first time. I've never been able to see my ribs. I am hungry. This is crazy. But I'm going to feed these pigs anyways. I'm going to do what I have to do. And I'm sure he's just in desperation mode. He's trying to figure out what is going on. How did it get to this point? Then he thinks about what's going on in his father's house. He has slaves. He has servants that are living like kings compared to this. And he's like, just, oh, what am I, I going to do? I don't want to go back home because I know if I go back home, my, my father is going to be mad and he's going to treat me as one of his servants and I'm going to be a slave and, and, and I'm going to be punished. And all these, these, these negative scenarios are, are going through his mind. So he's trying to keep away from the idea of going back home. So he's feeding these pigs and eventually he just comes down to the, to the realization that, you know what, I got to go home. I got to go home. He takes the job. He figures out this job is not him. He has to go home. And what's he do? He writes a letter. And he writes, what he writes? He, in Luke 15, 18 through 19, he writes this. He says, Father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me as your hired servant. Please take me as your hired servant. He said, I'm not worthy. I'm I'm not worthy. Some of us here are probably thinking on the same vein of the prodigal, that you're not worthy to be called a son because of some of the mistakes that you've made in your past. Some of your failures that you feel inadequate. Some of the things that you've done that you would like to erase. You feel like you may not be worthy. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not by trying to prove your worth because you're already a son or daughter of God by birth. It's not by trying to prove your worth because you're already a son or, or daughter of God by birth. So the prodigal, so the prodigal takes this long journey home. With letter in tow, he takes this long journey home. He, he, he wants to, he's like, you know what? I, I really don't want to go home, but this is better than being out here. So he heads back. And I thought if I returned to the heavenly father, 
that I would, would that he would be mad, that, 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 that I would get the 10th degree, that he would feel you know, mad at me, I'd be punished and all that. But in reality, he was pursuing me like the lost sheep. In reality, he was pursuing me like I was lost money, lost, a lost coin. He was going after me and he wanted to extend radical forgiveness like I was a prodigal son. I remember my first encounter with, um, with the spirit when he was pursuing, when I noticed that he was pursuing me. Um, I remember I had, a, I had a foul mouth, man. I, I, I just used profanity all the time for just no reason sometimes. And, and one day I was listening to a tape recording of myself. For some reason, it just, the stars aligned perfectly that I just had a recording and I was listening to myself and I just like thought to myself, is that how I, is that how I sound? Like, oh my goodness, this is, why am I cursing so much? For, I, listen, I knew that I cursed. I knew that I used profanity. I knew that I had a problem with, with language. But for some reason, that very day, I was listening to that one recording and I just thought to myself, oh, that's nasty. It was like someone put a mirror up to myself for the very first time and I could finally see how dirty I was. I'm like, ah, oh, you oogly, man. This, this, is, this, is, this, is not, this is not good. So I was perplexed. I didn't know what to do. And the only thing that I knew to do when I was in that mood, when I was at that point, was to go out, roll a blunt, and smoke. Now, listen, don't judge me, okay? That was, this was BC, all right? But I was, I, was, I, was, I was out. I was out there, you know, getting my high on, and I was just me in the trees, okay? Just, I thought I was by myself, you know? And so I was smoking. You know, I promise to never, ever use profanity again. A day of my life. I thought I was by myself. But in reality, Holy Spirit was there all along. And Holy Spirit was there to prompt me. To prompt me to want to make that change. To want to make that change. And I knew it was Holy Spirit's help. Because 20 years later... Your boy has never said a foul word, curse word, or profane word in his life. And it's because of the work of the Holy Spirit. He's cleaned me up in his mouth. I can't do it on my own. I'm not saying this, this is not willpower. This is by his power. I ain't bragging on me. Don't sit here thinking I'm bragging on me. I'm bragging on the God in me that can do this thing. So, so, so the next thing the spirit was working on was my ears. I'm rolling in my car, right? And I'm listening to my music. You know, I got my DMX pumping in there and all that. I'm like, yeah, okay. Wait a minute. One day it just felt like his, everything he was saying, it was just kind of bothering me. I was bleeping out words that I wouldn't bleep out in my mind. Eventually I was like, ah, let me take this CD out and put on another one. Let's get Jay-Z put in there. Like, yeah, okay. Dang, Jay-Z, you vulgar like that too? Ah, okay, let me go ahead and put something else in. Ah, something else in. Okay, something else. Okay, outcast. Come on, let's go, boy. Let's go. Nothing. I'm just bleeping things out. It got so bad that your boy had to go to Walmart to buy his music, okay? <laughs> Who in the world is going to Walmart to buy music? I had to buy the clean version of Common. I went to go buy the clean version. I put it in there and, and I still, listen, I still had a problem. It's not about bleeping out the word. Listen, if kids, if y'all got kids that want to bring music from Walmart, from an artist that's out there with the back, that's just wild content. It's not about bleeping out the words, y'all. It's the content. 
Okay? It's a content of what they're talking about. It's a message they're talking in these, in these songs. Okay? It ain't about that. So anyways, I knew what he was talking about. I'm bleeping out. The words are being bleeped out. But I knew what, what Kamal was talking So I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and, and take that out. And then it got so bad that your boy bought a Kelly Clarkson album. Okay? Don't judge. <laughs> Don't judge. you. Was, this was like the pre, this was like the American Idol, Kelly Clarkson, okay, the first album, that la da 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 la da you know what I mean, Breakaway, you know, I don't know nothing about no Kelly Clarkson now, okay, but anyway, I'm listening to that, and my boys, uh, we go on a road trip, my boys came in the car, and I'm listening to the Kelly Clarkson and the whip, and they're like, looking at me like, yo, you lost your mind, bro? You better put that Wu-Tang in. I'm like, nah, we're not listening to that. We're not listening to none of that right now. Because your boy, like, I cannot listen to that music. And listen, we'll listen to the radio, good, fair, compromise for the rest of the way, but we ain't listening to that. And he's like, yo, what, what are you thinking? Wait, what are you thinking? It's like, you in my car, my rules, let's go. You know, listen, some of us need to stop being scared of what people think about us in the world. And start representing him. Some of us need to just say, hey, you know what, what I believe, if I'm saying yes to God, I'm saying no to a lot of different things. And I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed to say yes to him. I'm unashamed to say no to everyone else, everything else. So, y'all listen, the next, the spirit started transforming my eyes. I I started to see women as children of God. I started to see women as people's future, uh, future wives, future spouses. I, I could not look lustfully at another woman. It, it kind of felt nasty. It kind of felt like, oh, well, I, oh, no, that is a child of God. Listen, this was crazy, guys. This Vineyard Northwest, there was something, clearly something supernatural going in my mind, in my heart, in my body. In my, it wasn't just willpower. It wasn't just me willing, me willing through all this stuff. It was not that. It was basically God in me willing and desiring. But I didn't know it yet. I'm not completely living total kingdom yet for Jesus. But one day the Lord spoke to me and said, okay, you know what? You've, you've, you, 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 you're speaking clearer. You're seeing clearer. You're listening better. What about that idol that you have at the house? I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, that award, that, that, that your, your so-called award-winning collection of music, man. Like, ah, wow, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a nice win. That's a nice collection of a lot of music. And I still had my music. Again, hip-hop still had a, that, that, a stronghold on me. But they were like, you know, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, what do you mean what I'm going to do with that? Ah, you know what? You want me to get rid of it? Nah, I'm not ready to get rid of it yet. I'm not ready to get rid of it yet. I'm just going to keep it, keep, keep it, keep it, on, keep it in, uh, in boxes at the house. I can't get rid of these CDs. Eventually, next weeks went by. He's coming at me again. So what about that, that thing you got there? I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to sell it on eBay. Can I sell it on eBay? I was like, ah, okay, I get it. I can't. Why, why am I going to get Okay, I get it. I can't just go sell it. I got to throw these things away. I'm not ready to throw these things away, Lord. But then I look at the door, and there is a giant dirt devil box at the door that we're about to throw away. And I'm like, ah, okay, that's funny, Lord. You know, put dirt from the devil in the dirt. Ah, okay, you got, let's go, let's go. And finally, I got enough gumption to go ahead and do what I needed to do a while ago. 
So I took my two boxes of, of CDs, went to the Dirt Devil box, and I'm looking at in the box, and I'm like, man, there are all these volumes of good stuff. And I'm like, I'm about to say bye to you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm mourning over here. But at the same time, purging. I'm purging and mourning at the same time. And it was crazy. I'm crying. I'm looking at, like, Jay-Z Blueprint. No. No, Outcast, no, oh no, Tribe Call Quest. I can keep Tribe Call Quest right now. Okay, get, get rid of it, get rid of it all. I'm getting rid of everything. Rizza, woo, all that. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is all going in the garbage. And I'm being purged, but something inside of me is coming to life while something inside of me is shedding off. And I'm like, what is going on? This is really crazy. I was sweating. I'm crying. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking this third devil box and we're going to go. And I lived in a place where the trash that I had to throw away outside was about, I don't know, 20 yards away from my house. So it's funny. I took this box, put it on my shoulder and started walking. And it was the longest yet most meaningful walk I've ever taken in my life. Because while I'm taking this walk from my house to that trash can, I'm talking to the Lord and I'm saying, Lord, listen to me. If you are powerful enough for me to have all my music, all my music on my shoulders about to throw away. If you are this powerful, I give my life to live for you completely forever in a day. If, if you are this mighty to save, to where I can turn my back on a whole genre of music and say no to that and say yes to all your corny music that you got in the world right now, then I'm going to say yes to you, okay? Okay, yes, I'm, I'm all in, Lord. I'm all in, and I'm walking. And as soon as I'm walking, I, I, I see myself in the spirit, raise up a white flag to God and say, God, I surrender all. I surrender all. I'm not half-stepping. I am yours. I am yours. I will for now on make it a harder place to go to hell wherever I go. Use me. And as I threw that in the trash, it was like an idol that was being sacrificed on an altar. And I, and, I, and I seen in my eyes, like there's just this fire, holy fire coming. And that day I made a sworn enemy. But I don't care because greater is he is in me than he that's in the world. I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say. I don't care who you are. I am unashamed for the gospel and I will continue to stay on my grind. And ever since then, it's been all zero in on him, all fixated on him, all surrendered out to him, to the Lord and his majesty. What's the idol that God is calling you to give up? It could be physical. It could be emotional. It could be spiritual. Whatever it is. See, I thought I was too gone. Can I get someone up to come up here and play? I thought I was too gone for the Lord to want me. But I was so wrong. He spotted me a long way off. 
He spotted me a long way off on the porch when I was smoking my marijuana, making a promise that I'm never going to use profanity. He spotted me a long, even longer than that, even further than that. He spotted me a long way off before the foundation of the world. He had a plan for me. He spotted me a long way off. And he said, hey, you see that boy, Clay? That's my son in whom I am well pleased. I have a plan. I have a purpose. I have a future. I have a destiny for him. And he's saying the same thing about every one of you. He spotted me a long way off. And the father, he spotted a long way off the prodigal too. Because when the prodigal left, guess what Papa was doing every day, all day, looking for the first, looking at the horizon for his son to come back home. He was looking, he was looking in the horizon for his son to come back home. And then one day, one day, they answered to his prayers. He saw a son, spotted his son. He was like, yo, wait a minute. That looks like a figure coming. Yo, Alfred! Alfred, come over here real quick. Give me, give me the telescope. Give me the, give me the scope. Let me see. The, oh, snap. That looks like my son right there. Oh, oh. Let's go. Let's go. Get, come on with me. And he's coming out. He's going in. Running. He's running. He's running. He's going in. He's zeroing in on his son because he's so happy that his son is spotted on the horizon far away off. His son's coming out. And his son's walking with his backpack and his letter in tow. He's seeing, he's seeing someone running at him. He's like, oh, snap, I knew he was mad at me. Oh, no, I, don't, I do not want to come home, man. This is not good. He sees his father coming out. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. You're my son. You're my son. I cannot wait to get you. He's running. Jewish men don't run. But he was running. It's, an, it's not cool and culture for Jewish men to run. But he didn't care about all that because the love for his son will have him doing things that he didn't think he was about to do. He sacrifices. So he's going in, finally meets him. What happens? That new King James version says that he was, he fell on his neck and kissed him. He said, mwah, 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 mwah. I love you, son. You're back. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I missed you so much, son. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Welcome home. Welcome home. And the son's like, dad, dad, listen, listen, dad. No, no, I got to read something to you. I got to read something to you. Listen, no, I've sinned against you and the heavens. Mwah, mwah. I don't care, son. Mwah, mwah. No, treat me as a higher son. Mwah. No, you must. Alfred, go get the robe. Go get the calf. Go get the ring. Go get the sandals. We're going to have a party tonight because my son, he was blind. Now he sees. He was lost. Now he's found. We are going to get crunk tonight. Let's go. Let's go. Get the calf. I feel that there are some people here who's a far way off from God. And if you feel like you're too far gone, you feel like you may be too far gone for God to even love you, too far gone for God to even notice you, too far gone for God to even care, too dirty for him to put his best robes, robes of righteousness around you, too unworthy to put a finger, a a, a ring on your finger, that bling on your finger. Too unqualified 
to have a, 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 a party given for you in the name of you to honor you. And some of you here may feel overwhelmed. And living your way, with living your way, you feel like, you know what, you want to return home so you can begin to live the way that you were created and designed to live. You are destined to reign as kings and queens. You are destined to reign as royalty. I feel like God is, is wooing you, beckoning you. Hey, come back home. He's calling you to live a life unashamedly for him. Will you surrender everything to come home? Will you come home and realize that you can surrender everything? Some of us may be satisfied with feeding pigs. And if you're satisfied with feeding pigs, okay. That was my life for a while, for a long while. No one could tell me nothing. If you're not at that place yet to come back home, that's, I get it. But if other people want to come and say, you know what, I'm done feeding pigs. Put the pods down and let's go. Let's journey back. Some of us need to journey back and make that step. The more you take the steps towards him, the more steps he's coming at you. He wants to partner with us. He wants to partner with us, I believe, to break strongholds. I believe that there are people here who have been hanging on to things that they don't need to be hanging on to. And I believe that the strongholds need to go. The chains need to go. Emotional bondage needs to go. And it's not who you are. I believe that some people need to come back home and say, you know what? Enough is enough is enough is enough about how I treat myself, about how I think of myself as unworthy in whatever capacity. If that's you, God say, come home. Everybody stand up, please. you are here today, everybody bow your hands, open your hearts. If you are here today and you say, Clay, I don't know what is going on, but I feel Holy Spirit right now after my heart to say yes to God and no to whatever I've been holding on to. I have never said yes to God before in my life and I want to say yes today right now this very hour I don't care what anybody thinks I don't care what my friends think I don't care what my mom and my dad think I don't care what my sons and daughters think I don't care what my spouse thinks I'm going to make a decision between me and God today if that is you and you fit that mold, raise your hand high so I can see. Thank you, sis. Thank you, sis. Thank you, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Put your hands back down. If you are saying, hey, Clay, I want to recommit my covenant with the king.
Because I have been living as a prodigal. I know the goodness of God. I rested in the goodness of God. I served under the goodness of God. And now I have allowed things to come in and jade my mind, to jade my character, to leave me destitute in so many ways. And I want to come back home. I want a homecoming today. If that is you, raise your hand. Thank you, Jesus. You can put your hands back down. Let me get the ministry team come up real quick. Can I get the ministry team to come on this side? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you. Here's what I want to ask. The hard part's over. Now it's time to go ahead and put Romans 1.16 to use. Romans 1.16 says, I, for I am unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God that saves. I am unashamed of the gospel. And I'm asking you right now, if you have raised your hand, be unashamed by one, taking a step out in faith and two, taking a walk. And may this walk be a prophetic walk that you're returning home, that you're covenanting, that you're recovenanting, that you're doing what you need to do in front of everybody and their mama right here, right now. Come up to this side right here. Come on up to this side right here where these guys here can pray for you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, you guys go up and pray. Come on, let's go up and pray now them now. Come on, let's go. Who else is coming up? Who else is coming up? Who else is coming? We have more ministry team. Can you guys go over there on that side, please, so we can get the people to come pray? Yes. Who else is coming up? Are we coming? Yes, come on up. Who else is coming up? This is not a decision that involves anybody else's opinion. This is not a decision that should dictate on what people think about you or not. This is a decision between you and God and you are making it in front of men. And that's a statement. If you are not going to make a decision in the church in front of men, you're probably not going to make a decision in the world in front of men. Second call. If you have been, you're dealing through emotional stuff, you're going through circumstance that has been eating at your heart, you want to come back home and say, God, I need to see this clearer, clearer than ever before. Lord, I want breakthrough. I I need breakthrough in the way I think. I need breakthrough in the way I see things. I need a breakthrough in, in, in whatever capacity there is. You already know what's on your heart right now. I believe Holy Spirit already put it there. And if you want to respond and come up right now to this side, then come on up to this side and let's, and let's be blessed and we can do ministry together. Come on up right here.
If you feel like you are unworthy to be called a son and daughter of God and you are unworthy to be called a Christian even or you're unworthy or you feel unqualified, come up here right now. The well is open and it never runs dry. If you need breakthrough in an area of emotional healing because you've been seeking X, Y, and Z that's not been from the source, come up here and let's get prayer. Let's allow Holy Spirit ministry to do what he alone can do. If you feel that there's been a trip up in the way that you've been communicating, been loving, have been receiving, receiving from the Spirit, if that's you, come on up and let's pray. We're going to do ministry right here. And I just want, if you can go ahead and, and, and blast the chorus out for us. We want to just wash, let use these lyrics to wash over us all. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. Have your way in this place today. Holy Spirit, come. You are good. More, Lord. More, Lord. and say, Father God, I surrender. I surrender all. And all I surrender to you all my days. I will live completely 
and totally for you. All in, no second guessing. I ain't playing games. You are king of kings and lord of lords. And I bless that. So Father, in Jesus' name, Everybody that's back there, put your hands out already on your hearts and I'm just going to bless you. Just benedict this thing out so we can, so we can conclude. Holy Spirit, you're amazing. You're good. All the time, you're good. You are worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be sought after. You are worthy for it all. You are worthy for us to lay down our lives to you, Lord. And that is just the beginning. Everything that we are is because of you. And we move and have our way. We walk and we talk in in you, Lord. Help us to do that even more, Lord, in you. We bless your holy name. Teach us, mold us. May we be used as clay. Clay of God in every way. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, amen, amen. God bless you guys.